A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello everyone, it is the Red Men Podcast. I am Paul Machen. Ross Chanley is with me in the studio. We've got Sam Walker and the incredible Steve Hoare as well uh, joining us for this one. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, a little bit more on Southampton. We're going to talk a bit about Manchester United and the, the, the rest of the running games for the Reds as well. Uh, but we do have a kickoff question before we dive into it. In fact, we've got two. Um, the first one... Uh, everyone strap yourselves in if you've got a cup of tea. Yeah, get it, get it, get it ready. Uh, it comes from Jith, uh, who's one of our club legend uh, subscribers over on redmantv.com. Um, this is from our Discord group. He says, um, Next season for Liverpool is the most incredible season as a fan. I hope that's true. Full stadiums are back again. We get an incredibly dramatic title race against Manchester United with a last minute goal against Chelsea on the final day of the season to win the league. Ala Aguero 11 12 and other dramatic wins across the season. We've all, we also win the Champions. Champions League and FA Cup in dramatic fashion too, e.g. Barca semi-final plus Istanbul comebacks in the European Cup and West Ham 06 in the FA Cup final to secure the treble. The caveat, however, is that you are only allowed to watch the next 15 seasons on your own with no TV sound being played. You're also not allowed to communicate to anyone about the Reds during the game and not allowed to see fellow Reds on the day of the game either. Do you accept... Do you accept, Ross Shanley? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> I'm in this for the ride. Selfish! I'm in this for the ride, not the success, mate. <laughs> also, I've done one season of that and it's shit. Mm. Um, so I'm fine with that. I'm understanding Liverpool will win things in the next 15 years or 10 seasons or whatever it was, rather than just one. I don't no, but Liverpool, are, Liverpool can win things for the next 15 seasons. You're just not allowed to watch you know, it with the, the sound on. That's selfish, though. You're you're stealing happiness from every single Liverpool fan across the globe. I don't get a lot because of you like to have you like to have the, the sound on your telly. Yeah, fuck it. Actually, yeah, go ahead. You, you can be you can be Obviously, I'm exempt because I can't do my job. Uh, I need the news. Oh yeah, that as well. Yeah. Um, Sam, would you take on for the team? No, what the fuck. I, uh, <laughs> I, that's not. I don't watch football to watch Liverpool win the treble. You know what I mean? It's it's amazing when we win things and it's great fun with with the lads and giving other fans a bit of stick. You know, comes part and parcel. But I watch football for for, for what it is. You know, the, the the social side of things with your friends, the chat before the game on the day and work around work with, with the likes of you guys. So no, for me it's it's the ride. Like Ross just said, it's it's the experience of going to the pub before the game. You know, even if you lose, sometimes it's. It's, it's a good day out, you know what I mean? Especially those away trips, you know, the Hodgson era, I was there home and away. So, you know, it was shit, but it was still great, you know what I mean? So, yeah. so no, big fat no for me. It's, it is the social side of things of footy, isn't it? And I guess there are probably lots of people who'd be like, yeah, whatever, I'd do that anyway. Stay, but, you know, again, I know from my personal perspective, to, to Ross's point, I have just been sat in this room for the last year watching Liverpool with no sound on the telly. I mean, and I, I would be doing that, except I wouldn't even have Chris to talk to anymore, um, which is, you know, pros and cons. Um, but it's... Uh, it would no be, SMR streams. Yeah, no <laughs> SMR streams. It would be, it would be, it would be shite. But it... Yeah, you know, you would be, you would be, I mean, maybe you can publicise the world that you're the reason why it happened, I don't know. Yeah, you, you are taking one for the team, um, but no, absolutely not. I'd, I'd rather everyone else not enjoy it and I have a poor time than me be miserable. I'm like, some of the best away days we've had when we, like, we got beaten, it, it isn't, it's crap when you live to lose, but like, that's hard, I mean, I've sat in a service station with you at two o'clock in the morning eating a McFlurry, laughing our heads off after we got beat by 
it's just mad. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, was, it was ridiculous it was stupid it was fun and now listen mate I've had enough of sitting in the house watching footy I, I just can't wait to go back to the ground like go meet all my mates like you said like me, me, I started taking my son the match just before lockdown like his first game proper Liverpool game was other than like the friendlies and stuff was Bournemouth which was just before lockdown to say that I yeah. can't do that in 15 years no, I mean absolute nonsense we've had to go in the game we've 18 before he, or 20 or before he goes to the game so yeah. as, much, as much as it would be great to see Liverpool have that season that, that Jith mentions where it's... I mean, also, like, I'm not in the best of health. I mean, that might kill me. Like, three... <laughs> Aguero, Istanbul, I'm trio of years. I, I might die. Um, yeah. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not quite ready to die. I've, I've stayed indoors for a year and a half, so I don't die. So if I'm not yeah, ready to just... shares in Pop World, did that happen to think? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. With all, I mean, like... I'm sorry to all those fans who would love that season, but I am far too self-centered and self-centered. <laughs> Steve would be like, if I can just change the question so that every other Liverpool <laughs> fan on the planet has to sit inside and notice, but I get to go to games and celebrate it. Like, but you, yeah, just you, you at Villa Park on your own, <laughs> snogging the, snogging the <laughs> face off Thiago Alcantara. There's something that Steve wants you to know. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> 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 Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you'll never walk alone. It'd be a bit weird, wouldn't it? Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, right. We have a second question. Um, Cam Cambo fifteen oh eight on Twitter says, "Who from the Redman TV would be most likely to beat Takeshi's Castle?" Oh, everyone gets the Takeshi's Castle thing, right? Everyone knows what that is. Just checking. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Um, so, what we're we talking? Bridge ball, stepping stone. And then, then little tank things at the end. Well, I think they were shit, weren't they, with the water pistols? I, yeah, I always got the the impression that I really wanted to see the unedited, like subtitled version because I got the feeling we were missing large chunks of the story. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and the sons do with the tags. Yeah, uh, uh, and it's over. Yeah. Well, like, hang on a second. What? Some no one beats it this week. Is yeah. that what? Is that what happened? Um, I'd probably go Dutton or Payjack. Just <laughs> <laughs> just go through the wall. Yeah. In fact, no, he get he gets sick before he got to bridge ball. He catch something. Payjack's my answer. Go on, Steve. You don't. You seem to be taking umbrage with the payjack. Dutton shouts. So, uh, Tom hasn't got no patience, so it can't be Tom. Like those those in those games where you've got to be patient about it. He's not having it. Chris, yeah. I mean, imagining Chris getting across those stepping stones that sink is hilarious to me. Like, <laughs> I, I, that, <laughs> <laughs> just, like, I just, honestly, first of all, no one ever beats Takeshi's Castle, and if it was up to us to beat it, I think we're in trouble. All of us. Yeah. I don't think any of us have got massive skill sets to do it. Um, Listen, that's why it's phrased most likely. Yeah. Not who will definitely beat it. Yeah. That's me worry is that I'm struggling to find anyone because of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's clear character flaws in every single one of us. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Physical it, flaws. Yeah. Anything that involves speed, I'm out. Like done. Yeah. Like, a turn of foot, I'm I'm in I'm in trouble. Oh I, I think Sam will have I think Sam will actually have a good chance if out there's of a, all there's a better think, one than me. There's a better one than me though, Steve. Georgia. Georgia. Georgia's oh, a yeah. professional football player. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think he's got the edge on me, definitely. <laughs> Yeah, professional. I should have really went for the professional athlete over Sam. Yeah, yeah just yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, one yeah, professional yeah. athlete I think that we know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That just shows how high a Sam. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I it's, it's yeah, I think that's a good shot. I think Georgia might well might well win that one this time around. But in terms, in terms of Red Men hosts, because I was working through my head, I was like, it's definitely not me. It's definitely not you, Ross, with the greatest of respect. Um with well With no, the greatest of respect. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just trying, do that. trying to save that. We've all due respect. You. Yeah, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah. It's like saying, listen, don't take offence, but yeah. um, no one was ever not offended after that sentence. Slow, unathletic, unintelligent. With all due respect, son. That's what he just said to you. Right? Just missing a pat on the head. That's all it needed. Come on, Do it, Paul. What about yeah, Ben? No, neither of us. No, no, and Ben, and Ben's not, and his Ben's unfortunately not as most athletic, uh, you know, either for a variety of reasons. Um, Tom, I think Tom, I, 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 I don't think Sai could do it. I think Tom's a decent shout because he's in much better health than he has been for a number of years. He's got a girlfriend now. He's a bit more. He's a bit more healthy. He's cleaner living, clean living. Dutton, we call him. 
Um, no one's ever called him that. Um, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> and told me, told me, but I was looking at like Amy and Lauren as well. Amy's got dodgy knees, and Lauren's probably slightly too short for th- certain things. If there's any yeah. jumping and reaching challenges, you know that's that's a that's a fundamental flaw there. So I reckon Tom's a good all rounder. He's he's and, and look to be fair, Chris Chris goes at that 100 miles an hour, and he either succeeds or he is the most hilarious failure you've ever seen in your life. That's what you go for. You don't want to go for people for these things. You go. Oh, oh, like, like that ninja warrior. Oh, I'll just do those steppings. I'll jump over to one. No, you want someone to go full okay. tilt, bang, 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 go across it. And Chris would do that, and he I would probably break his neck. And he would yeah. probably die. Yeah. But he might have his momentum. Shoot the balls at you when you're walking across the bridge. Chris would be amazing at that because he would just yeah. go like he'd have no fear of getting smashed by them balls. He would be like, yeah. I'm, I'm all <laughs> the, the, uh, no context reference here, right there. <laughs> He's like, get those yeah. balls in my face, is what Chris would be saying. Yeah, <laughs> Bring on the whole of balls. The, uh, no, Chris has also got the incredible talent of being incredibly lucky with stuff when a camera's pointed at him. Like, he, he did a, like a no-look uh, black ball finish on Bazinga's, I think it was, YouTube channel, when he was bladded. Couldn't have done that if he tried in a million years, but he was being filmed by a channel with, like, a million subscribers. So Chris did the Cashy Castle smash, so, he do it. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think give, 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 give Chris a couple of pints and and make sure it's live, and then he'd be, he'd be he'd probably, he'd probably be laughing. Thanks well, so Chris much, to Chris, Chris is deceptively quick. Yeah. Like, he's like, like I always I, I equated Chris to like a young Wayne Rooney, where he never thought he was fast, but if he needed to be fast, like yes. his body would evolve, his aggression, his inner aggression would make him what he needed to be for that given fighting situation. Yeah, he does get angry. Well. He gets you compare Chris to you just compare Chris to a young Wayne Rooney there. That's him finished yeah. for the week, that in it. He's fucking made up now. That's him done. <laughs> Wayne Rooney, well, I have that. He has yeah, that anger to well, like when he's competitive. Like he threatened yeah. to beat me up once on a footy pitch. And I'm like, we're like, we're mates. And he was like, he's yeah. going to kill me. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's got a big yeah. scar on his head from where he, he tried to foul me in five sides and I sidestepped him and he fell in. He smacked his head on the barrier. Have a look next time you see him. Um, <laughs> hi, Chris. Um, yeah, uh, good for, I think Chris wins. I think I genuinely think Chris would be our... Uh, it, it, there's no... It's a no-lose situation. We either win to Keshi's Castle or... You get the most hilarious episode of Takeshi's Castle of all time. We should make that a thing, like the Crystal Maze remake that we did. Just let's go and do that for a day out. Yeah. If anyone wants to watch that on the channel, I'd be more than happy to to direct it. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, right, okay, we're going to be talking about a little bit uh, on Southampton from the weekend, looking ahead to Man United. Obviously, they play Leicester tonight uh, and the final three games in a moment. And a little update from Spirit to Shankly in terms of conversations with the owners. Uh, we're first taking a short break. Uh, I spoke to the Athletics' James Pierce. Quite a wide-ranging interview uh, about Liverpool's transfers uh, and potentials for what they're going to do in the summer and a few other topics as well. Have a little look at this. My colleague David Ornstein wrote the story back at the end of March that that, that Canate was, um, you know, Klopp's top target in terms of defensive reinforcements in the summer. And you know, I think I think we said then that you know talks were at a pretty advanced stage and um, and how it wasn't done, but we kind of expected it to get done. And I. You know, I'm not. You know, I'm not aware that the situation has changed since then. Really, you know, it's it's still not a hundred percent done because um, you know that conversation with Leipzig hasn't happened yet in terms of either negotiating the fee or just just straight up paying his release clause, which is probably you know what I think there's a realization that that is probably what's going to have to happen. I don't I don't really see Leipzig being prepared to let him go for anything less than that release clause. So. Um, so yeah, I think clearly he's someone that that Liverpool have had their eye on for for quite some time. I think he he fits the profile in terms of you know speed, aerial prowess, you know young, hungry, loads of potential um, to unlock. Um, so so yeah, I think he I think he ticks a lot of the boxes for for, for Klopp Canate. So um, yeah, I think maybe probably after what's happened with a couple of deals in not too distant past, it's it's probably worth remembering it's not 100% done until, well, I was going to say until he's actually wearing a Liverpool shirt, but Fakir had a Liverpool shirt on and that still didn't happen. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah let's, uh, let's, let's wait and see. But yeah, certainly, certainly I'd be very surprised if, if that didn't happen this summer. Yeah, we need to we need to find out what's replaced the Melwood lean. You know, the, the extra training ground lean doesn't yes. have the same sort of ring, does it? Yeah. 
I wish I could tell you, but I haven't even been there yet. It's uh, with obviously the the bubble and the lockdown and stuff. It's um, yeah, just uh, it's been a long long wait to step through the doors of that new plush building. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost fifty pounds. Salads generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey everyone, welcome back. Yes, you can check out the full James Pierce interview right now. It's streaming on the redmentv.com. Really, really interesting stuff. Obviously a little bit on the... Um, Spirit of Shankly FSG stuff, and then talking about Ibrahima Kanate going on to Liverpool's midfield goal scoring issues and uh, the Salah contract situation, and what Liverpool are likely to do and how they're going to approach the transfer market. There's some really interesting stuff, and a whole host of other amazing things on there. Is a little streaming service for Liverpool fans, uh, a bit like Netflix for Reds. So if you want that kind of stuff in your life, then go and check it out. And you get loads of bonus content from this show as well, and these shows, um, some more studio based Redmen stuff. What more could you ask for? Right. Uh, yes, SOS. Uh, I'll say for an FSG follow-up meeting, Ross, uh, the statement reads, Spirit of Shanks here to meet with Liverpool FC hierarchy this week. The aim is to hear the club's response to our requests and to make progress towards reaching agreements. We will keep members informed when they ha- when we have any updates. Yeah, we, we talked about that at length last week about the... Um, about the first meeting and what little we knew that kind of come out of it. Nothing really, it's just a, more just an update. You know, hopefully by the end of this week, I think we'll have a clear picture of where the, what the club's stance is and obviously we'll, we'll hopefully have a clearer picture of where Spirit of Shankly stands and then we can sort of start to formulate what what happens next really. Yeah, I think I've changed my mind slightly from last week. I think I just said it was kind of a token gesture or that's probably what it kind of felt like but I think the speed of the process is helping me get to the point where it's like, oh, maybe it's not. Um, so it's a good on them but, you know, we can't really judge anything right now but fair play to Liverpool for doing that and you know, I think they've also been slightly pressured by the likes of Chelsea and other clubs that are starting to do things as well that are all, all powers on top of them and the fact that they probably didn't have a choice but Well you've got, got Chelsea at one end who, who are seeking at a point to a point I think it's a couple of um, fan representatives to the board two or three and then at the other end you've got Man United fans who are raising, demonstra- yeah. raising demonstrations yeah. again and their owners are still putting out apology letters periodically and all that kind of stuff and Liverpool can't kind of it's a decision point really stay where which way do Liverpool's fan base go are they going more towards legitimacy and board representation or are we going back to the barricades I guess we'll know in the next week or so yeah and again we don't know we, we remember the, the four list of requests that, F, that SOS put in and stuff and it, I think that it is just the case of Liverpool are going to come back and say yes no yes no or you know however they work it It'd be, I mean I can't imagine PR wise it'd be great if they just say no 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 you know what I mean like if, if they Tear into the fella off the Vicar of Dibley and just whack all those nose out. So I think we've got to. <laughs> I think we've got to be like. I think that's a PR thing. So I imagine they must have. There must be something in it for them to come back so quickly. I imagine there must be there's something that they're, they're happy with. But it, yeah, we, and again, we mentioned on the, on the show I was on last time when we spoke about this is that PR wise, it's a very delicate balance for Liverpool because if you you can't 
it, it's impossible, I think, to just agree to everything because commercially it makes no sense. But then on the flip side, you can't just write it all off and say, no, 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 because then what Ross says is that everyone goes, well, that was just a waste of time. You've only done that at the time. Calm was down for two weeks while yeah. my United were getting the ground smashed up. So they've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. And I, I think I think the majority of the Liverpool fan base are edging more towards what you said, the legitimacy side. I don't think anyone is really ready to go and, you know, like you mentioned before, go to the barricades like with the Hicks and Gillette. But I think there are more people right in the middle, edging more towards the, the, the Chelsea side than they are, you know, I think it must be more positive towards them. I think they have to have Well, it's demonstrated. It was demonstrated by the SOS poll. You know, the, the members were polled and asked what the approach should be. And 69% of votes unequivocally said, you know, no to just walking away and, and protesting FSG out. So, you know, I mean, this isn't like a Brexit situation where it's a, there's a slim margin to it or whatever. The vast majority of that. And, you know, okay... SOS don't speak for the full, you know, range of Liverpool fans, but the more people who are members of Spurs of Shankly, the more of a cross section they do represent, and that's kind of what we've got in this situation. Yeah, I like saying mate. It, it'll be interesting. I, I'm interested to see which ones Liverpool come back with. You know, I can't, I imagine there's some type of representation on the board, or maybe a subcommittee or something like that might be where they go down. Where listen, we'll run certain things by you. That kind of thing. We'll real time work, which is on. Like the community stuff, I can't imagine them saying no to that. But then mm-hmm. I think there's other there's other parts where they go actually, you know, the golden vote and all that. I just can't see. I just I can't see that happening. But again, yeah. like like I think the important thing was what Ross said is that it, it, it it's obviously high on the agenda because it was a week ago when the and they're already back in talks. So they're, yeah. they're obviously keen to get it done again, whether that's PR wise or it's a, a genuine hope and to, to build bridges. Either way, it's. It's good that they're acting so quickly on it. Yeah, they have to be careful though with this, don't they, uh, Sam? It'd be interesting to see how how this gets timed because you know we're a couple of days out from the Man United game. There's going to be Man United fan protests ahead of that. They're already starting to barricade Old Trafford in, in preparation for it. You know, you don't want a situation where I mean, it's good. You know, I mean, in some regards, it might mean, might mean Liverpool delay but if actually if we find anything out in the next couple of days it speaks to the confidence that they've got that they can get a deal done because if it goes wrong Liverpool fans will be all over that protest as well yeah we've got one home game left haven't we so I can't imagine anything will be set in stone until after the Palace game just for because no matter what decision they take it may annoy some groups anyway regardless to yeah. if it even if it appeases the most there'll still be some that aren't happy whichever way around you go it's actually a good opportunity for Liverpool because we spoke before about, you know, I'm sceptical about any fans being on any board because I'm, I'm, I'm afraid of the commercial decisions that they might block. Hence, yeah. would we have sold Melwood? Another story. But, yeah. but it's an opportunity. I like Steve's sort of angle. A subcommittee makes complete sense. Anything to do with the localisation of Anfield and, and around the, the sort of use of the name of the city and how it involves fans en masse, it makes sense to involve a Liverpool fan or you know someone who's got an experience in dealing with finance or football clubs who's a strong Liverpool fan or connections to the city because you, you, you then get a better idea. Um, the golden vote thing, I, I agree. I don't see that coming back. And just just as a side note to this, I've got on good authority that some of the things that Liverpool have been absolutely trashed for, like the tickets, never got to board level. It was an operating decision. So I think yeah. sometimes these decisions won't even get to the board. It's an operating decision made. And then FSG are out going, we're sorry, we're sorry, you know, it happens. So fans might not even get a say on it because it's an operating decision. So I think it's quite complicated, the process. I think I just really think it's an opportunity for Liverpool to, to win a battle here. Because Chelsea fans ain't getting a say. <laughs> Got no chance. But if Liverpool get this right, we can absolutely be the, be the, the, the model moving forward because of the type of yeah. club we can be. It, it's such a hard balance, isn't it? Because I agree with Steve, they can't say yes to everything because, A, for the, for the commercial stuff, but also negotiation tactics. You can't be seen to be bent over a barrel because they've, because they've fucked up. And, and this is why I also think SOS, you go with your absolute ideal and you probably actually go with a little bit more than you're yeah. hoping for as well. That's how, you know, you go with negotiations. You don't go with what you'd accept. Yeah. You go with what you beyond what you want. Yeah, but it's also hard from, from our perspective because we're looking at it from a fan's perspective, but I think sometimes we have to look at it from... FSGs and a business model as well. If they're not going to say yes to everything, because they've got a their own interests and b the, the club. The, at some point, they will have the club's interest yeah. at heart as well. So maybe if they say no to something, we can't take umbrage with it because it might be the best overall outcome. That's a fine balance. Listen, yeah. you might find it's mad, but you know, you, you know, we're talking about this. You might find when you get fan representation on the board and they come to and go right. We've got the Super League thing and they explain it. What if the fans go? 
Oh, actually, that makes sense. You know, I mean, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an outlandish sort of situation, but it, look, it's a positive step. Hopefully, and we'll see, we'll know a bit more as it happens in the in the, in the coming days. And of course, yes, we will report on it. But I've said this before. You know, it, it, SOS have positioned themselves brilliantly here. They've been a brilliant voice for for Liverpool fans for for a long, long time now. You know, they've been going. Got you know, just they started not long before we did, which is you know over a decade now. Um, and so yeah, you know, this is they're going to be pivotal. This so people want to get involved, and I would recommend um, signing up and joining as an SOS member because you know they're going to be our advocates in this situation. Then we all want to be as a bigger part of this as possible. So yeah, go and get involved on Spirit of Shankly. Um, right, Southampton, um, stay a win, not a vintage win, but a vital win. Pretty much nailed it. That's and that's what's going to have to be, isn't it? Because we're not playing very well, but we, it's just it's it's the whole it's the whole thing of you know mentality monsters kind of thing. This is what we have to be because we're not at our best. You know, we've got every defender out, and it's just mental. Um, I actually thought attacking wise we were all right. Like we we still created a fair enough chances. Um, having the best goal in the world helps. Like that that's just, yeah. that's just you know. When you when you're throwing the when you're throwing the team out that we throw out, your goalie's gonna have to play well. That's just we're gonna have to rely on that. Like to get through to the end of the season, it depends on who comes back and stuff. Like Allison's gonna have to have a really good end to the season. Because by his own high standards this year he has dropped a little bit. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. he, he has kicked a few in and stuff or, or whatever. So I think that was the that was the, the main thing for me is that having a goalie with his mojo back is a big help. Um yeah. we, we will always create chances and we again I'd always baffled to score one of them. In the past, I'd have said three or four. I'm not there yet, but, you know, we, we've got we've got the attacking players who can create stuff. It's going to be hard at the other end, so the goalie's going to have to be uh, on top of us. That, that was the biggest positive for me, is that Alisson looked like Alisson again, you know. He had that one dodgy kick, which he got away with, uh, which he's, he's that's been in his locker a little bit this year, but other than that, yeah. you know, he was making the big saves where, for a while, it felt a few years ago, he was making saves that you wouldn't expect him to make. And then yeah. he had a he had a period where he was good, but he wasn't pulling out the absolute world. He, mm. Where I thought yeah. the the Adams one on one when he just stays big, it looks easy, but it, that's a really really top save. Things like that. That was the main positive for me. And if he can continue that for the next couple of games, we've got we've got a sniff at winning them again. How how other things around the league pan out isn't in our hands, but having yeah. him back on platform is huge. The Allison thing, I think, is I completely agree with that. Sam, I think is is, is massive because. I it was like a throwaway comment in a video on my <coughs> channel the other week about like he's we got the best goalie in the world and they go oh he's not the best goalie in the world and you realise that I mean he is I mean, you, I mean I'm sure the, you know people who are in the the, the all black camp will be in that camp forever fine when I say best player in the world I mean you know there's you can put a piece of paper between between the lads who are up at that sort of level of the game but Steve's right you know he's not been quite at that level this season and it because of the team we are now I always think about when you get like I remember having a debate about Rafa Benitez and, made, and in fact it was Aubrey back in the day saying we actually needed a manager toward the tail end of Rafa we didn't need Rafa as a manager because if we weren't going to be able to back him to fund him to be the top tier manager we actually need a manager who was better off at scrapping for fourth which is a mad argument but the point on Allison is we if we're going to be a bit crap defensively then you need someone who's really good at saving shots yeah. and Allison you know hasn't quite been at that this season there's a few goals we've conceded where you've gone could maybe he have done better but we need him like you know that that game there is exactly what we need him to be is when he goes out and goes no I am the best goalie in the world I'm not just a lad who's really good at passing and you know and, and, and just being Gorgeous! I'm really good at saving the footy as well. And like it's just these points, we're going to need that between now and the end of the season. Yeah, anyone who's offended by Allison being the best keeper in the world needs to give the red the wobble. Like you said, it's like being offended when someone says Ronaldo is Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, mate, absolutely. One of the things you're saying about the kick there, Steve. If you pass the ball back to the goalkeeper 150 times in the game of football, I'm sure his passing out's not going to be 150 out of 150, and it's expected yeah. he's going to get one wrong which is where we've kind of been, haven't we, a bit of late, you know, stop passing the ball back all the time and maybe he won't kick it to their lad once. But yeah. he, he is he, he is the man back there. He, he's, I think, though, Paul, the saves he's made in the Southampton game are saves that other goalkeepers don't make because they don't make the same decisions he does when he comes out. Like that whole weight hold. We've heard him talk about it before. It's almost like Henri as a striker, isn't it? The moments he talks about that are really pivotal. He, he talks about it and says, you know, he waits and he holds it. He had to touch, then he makes himself big and stuff like that. Because he does that, he sets his bar higher than most. So then when he doesn't do it, we're all like, where was that, Alison? But actually, it's just his greatness not showing for a moment. So 
I, I agree with you that we need him to be on top form for the next four games. But I still think he deserves, um, and I still think by the same token, he hasn't been at his best this season at some parts. But by God, without him, we'd be five, six, seven points worse off. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also scrutinised by the fact that we've just been shit this season. And everything's been a bit shit. And when something else goes wrong, it's like just piles on top of one or the other. And then you, you're right, you're pointing fingers. So he could make a mistake in a game, but it's all right last season, season before, because we'd win. So it, did, so it didn't matter. Goalkeeping errors are always highlighted more in teams that aren't playing yeah. brilliantly. And so, like, you know, and that's my point is that you might make an argument that you could really do with like a David De Gea type. And by that I mean just a, just a pure shot, a pure shot stopper. You know, someone like him might have actually stood up a, you know, a, a bit looked better in our team because you're having more shots to face. But you know what we're seeing is Al- when Allison steps up and does the shot stopping thing as well. Which you I mean like it's a sound, but he's so good in them one on ones. He's 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 absolutely unbelievable. Um, then yeah, you know it kind of takes the scrutiny off a little bit. I just want to move it move it forward and talk about the the defense, Ross, Van Dyke, Gomez, Matip, Kabak. Um, Davies um, and and technically Jordan Henderson, all yeah. lads who could play centre half for us, who were all unavailable for that game at the weekend. It's yeah. absolutely pissed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think they're the same as us. I said this for a few weeks now. Just get to the end of the season. Um, you know, I'm sure Fabinho's like, oh, for fuck's sake, I've had a couple of games in midfield. Now I'll probably have to go back again at some point, maybe maybe on Thursday night. Um, it just doesn't help rhythm or anything, or you know, motivation, confidence, anything like that. And probably to Allison's point as well, he's probably like he's got to be more on the ball because. There's another centre back partnership or two inexperienced lads in front of him, um, so he's got he has to step up then because he's got what 19 year old in the what's Nat Phillips 20 24 25, mm-hmm. you know he has to step up then as well. It's just it just knocks the whole the whole thing, and when you think it can't get any worse, it does. So it wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised on Thursday. There's another another one. Yeah, we'll just stop a moment. I mean that's the thing, Steve. It's that we've all become very sort of accepting of it. Not in like a happy way, but what I mean is it doesn't really get talked about as much anymore. Like Liverpool not having Kabak. Like that's now, say what you will about Phillips, but like Kabak is is now te- technically our fourth choice centre-half because we've, we've gone out and spent, you know, okay, we got him on loan, but you take my point on this. is like, he's a senior centre-half we've bought. We've gone out, you know, and brought him into the squad for this purpose. He, it, we, it's mad. It is mad. It, the, the, like, the, 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 the levels to which we have been damaged at the back there and... I mean, the fact that we come away with the clean sheet is probably, a, you know, probably one of the biggest successes of the game all told. But it, I, I can't even. I've run out of superlatives for it. It's, it's insane. It, it like, and it doesn't end. It just doesn't end. The two lads we brought in in January to help solve this problem are both are, are both injured. <laughs> yeah. it, it, like a back, I'd like to know what's happening in training for a start. Like if, I, if I'm the manager, yes. I would, I, I wouldn't have been training. I'd like just go and yeah. sit down. What are you here for? Go and get have the a PlayStation bit of... VR out. <laughs> just like yeah. Kabak should be, you should be walking around in bubble. He should have been around in bubble back. And listen, I, I've openly admitted I'm not his biggest fan, but like he's a, he's clearly with all due respect to clear to Reese Williams, he's he's miles better than Reese Williams. Poor Reese Williams at the minute is like a fish out of water, bless him. And it's not really his fault. It's it's hard on him, but you know he's a lad who was at Kidderminster alone, and now he's he's playing for Liverpool. That's a, that's in one half season where he wasn't expected to do it. Yeah, Liverpool's Champions League hopes, Liverpool's uh, financial future has now been heaped upon the shoulders of a 19-year-old kid who was on loan at Kidderminster last season. Yeah, and I remember... Let that sink in. It's mad. It's not, I remember on previous shows, I was saying, like, I would play whoever's the best centre-half and keep Fabinho in midfield. And I, and I kind of stand by that in that it'll, it's... You're going to have to get away with it at the back. You're going to have to just, you know, again, your goalie's going to have to be wild and you're going to admit that you're going to give a few away. The issue we've got, and it's, it's looking ahead to the next game, obviously, is that when Reese Williams went to Old Trafford last time, he had his pants pulled down, he, he was made a show of. Mm. And I, yeah. I wonder that that's going to be in Klopp's mind, isn't it? Where, geez, he, he, we, you know, the FA Cup game, he, he was he was poor, he, you know, Marcus Rashford had him on toast almost. But then it, it, it's, it's, you, you're almost cutting your nose off to spite your face at times. So you're putting Fabinho back there, well, who's number six? Mm. Genie's going to play six? Okay, that's. Is that a better option in this one game? It possibly is. It's we are, you know, Rafa when he says you still always talk about the, you know, the was it, you know, you move the duvet over blankets. and someone else is cold over that side, and that's that's where we're going to be. Yeah. Listen, mate, there's 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 no there's no team in the world who could lose their first three centre half by two and lose them and still be absolutely fine. Like it's just like you know, if you take stones. Stones, Diaz, Ake, Laporte, out of Man City, and they play. I know, and then they're playing Garcia and then Fernandinho. They're still a good team, 
yeah. still better it's better options than what we've got, but they're still not as good, you know. They, they moaned last year that they lost the league because Laporte got injured and they had to play um Fernandinho at the back a lot. We we saw it happen, so they went and addressed it. I still think Liverpool got the summer wrong. I think they got January yeah. January was a disgrace how how left Lady left it. And they're probably paying for it now, but but the point is, Steve, is that we thought we can say that for all we want, but you, maybe we got car back in a week early. Maybe Liverpool, you know, maybe points wise, we're, we're, we're a few points better off because of all of that. But we've yeah. seen there's no guarantee. Like what happened? We bought car back and Davies in, and Fabinho immediately got injured. You know, this yeah. is this is the point. We could have bought someone in for fifty million pounds in January, and they could be they could have missed the rest of the season. I know it sounds like it sounds mad, and in a normal world that wouldn't be me like fear mongering, but. Every single person who plays at the back for Liverpool has been injured this season at one point or another. Phillips missed, you know, was out the other week, nearly misses the Man United game. You know, we we that problem. Everyone, I mean, this is the point, and it's Sam. It, yeah, I agree with these points in hindsight, and even at the time, without hindsight, it was obvious we needed more. But it's so it's so ridiculous. There is a point where you just kind of got to, you've just got to kind of throw your arms up in the air or sit in the corner and, and cry and rock because there's nothing you can, there's seemingly nothing you can do about it. It's insane. It's like the, cap, the captain and the vice captain both out, both out injured for that game at the weekend as well. On top of that, it's insane. Yeah. And that goes, and that goes amiss all the time, doesn't it? The leadership sort of qualities as great as Genie is, he's not the same as he is as, as Milner and Hendo and even Van Dyke. But uh, you know when um, Spurs' stadium was getting built and there was all those videos, the Arsenal fans putting the, the, the shirts in the concrete and all that, and when Main Stand was getting built, there was all the Man U fans, the Ever fans. I reckon a load of Blue Noses must, must have built the Axe Kirby ground and just put a load of mines in the, in the, um, in the floor. <laughs> Honestly, God, what are they doing back there? I can't believe yeah. it. Like, they were all fit for Man U and then unfit for this game. It, it's, it's crazy. But it's, it's an interesting sort of scenario. What does Klopp do if Kabak's injured? So, yeah, still, he's not quite recovered, but Davies is fit. Because Reese Williams, for me, I don't think it'd be smart to play him again against Man United. And if Bruno Fernandes, who, in my opinion, is the top three player of the year candidates, you know, as much as we hate him, you can't deny that he's quality. Yeah. He's playing in the number 10, and you take your best DM in the world, who's still seen that, even by Neville and Carragher, out and put him in centre-back. And they give Fernandes free reign against maybe Thiago. You can't do that. So does he put Davies in? And I say, oh, it's a big game. Because well, there's your big. Well, look at the choices. Choice that, yeah. Well, look Got at me. the choices. You know, you've got, and this is all dependent upon Phillips actually being fit and available. Because you just do know, <laughs> two days away, anything could happen, couldn't it? But you're right. As it's that, from what we know, you know, the talk is that Kabak won't be available. I'm hoping. I'm hoping there's a little bit of gamesmanship yeah. going on there, um, because does that suck a United into thinking? Oh, actually, maybe you know how they how their team selection is affected for Leicester because Solskjaer's having to balance who gets what, who gets minutes where, and if he thinks Liverpool yeah. are going to be weakened at the back. Does he think, does that, I don't know whether that means he goes stronger for Liverpool or stronger for Leicester, I don't know. But it's an interesting conundrum because you've got Reese Williams again, who's obviously, you know, he's he's young, he's experienced, he was fine. I thought he was quite good against Southampton, to be honest. That, you know, that one moment where he gets done for pace aside, but then yeah. he's slow. What do you want? You know, that any that can happen to anyone. Um, obviously, Phillips, I think, will be first name on the team sheet at this point, which is a mad statement. Um, and then you're right, you've got Davies, but Cometio makes his way on the bench. And, yeah. and so you're left with. Do you play Reese Williams, who's played the most games of those lads, and he's a bit of a known entity, and he's played with Nat Phillips, albeit like twice? Do you put Davies in, who's much more experienced but has never kicked the ball for us, or do you put Cometio in, who's got what ten minutes of senior experience in an away European game? Was it like you know early on in the season, who's probably just eighteen? Yeah. Or do you just put Fabinho and then capsize? It's it's. That, this is where Jürgen's going to win his big bucks. Well, it's interesting because statistically when Fabinho plays the back, recently anyway, we haven't been great. You know, without a Van Dijk or a Gomez next to him, we've not been great. We've looked at this, haven't we? I think Maguire not being fit, he's not going to be fit, is a massive point for this as well because one of the things that Man you do, which is great, is Maguire's a decent pass for the ball and he pings it over the top for Rashford or for Greenwood or for whoever's up there. They play route one sometimes and get in behind. They're not going to have that this game because none of the other centre-backs are as good as that. So that almost play, could play into Reese Williams' hands, in that you might not get those direct balls missing out the midfield. Um, also, I think that another factor into the decision you talked about will be tonight's results. If Man U turn Leicester over tonight, I don't think it matters what happened on Thursday, because I think we've just yeah. got to match their result this week. We, you know, That's just my personal opinion anyway. 
So yeah. if they if they go win tonight, we've almost got a free hit on Thursday, and then it goes into next week anyway. Unless they've obviously got those horrific games. So I think all these little things, factors, injuries tonight, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, will play into yeah. the hands of that. But you know what? I'd love to see. You've got to play for Bino sentiment for me, and I, yeah. I don't care if 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 they if Davies hasn't played. If he's fit and he doesn't fancy Williams, I want to see him in the team. Yeah. The danger with, with that is, like, and I agree, and this has been the case for the past few weeks, if Fabinho plays at centre-mid and we play a Davies or Reese williams and one of them makes a mistake, everyone piles on the back. So he's damned if he doesn't, damned, damned if he doesn't, yeah. in, in, in what he picks in, yeah. in that sense. So it's, you know, it's <laughs> what do you do? Our personal preference for this game, I'd, do, I'd say Fabinho, and I trust in that more experienced midfield to actually pull something out of the bag. I get the stuff Fernandez like does does me head in because he's so good, he needs someone on him. But it's... I think it's the last of two evils if you've got a more experienced, mature centre half in, in Fabinho for me. Fabinho's so important for me to just winning football matches. We just, yeah. we, it is, it's just no accident that our form has turned around since we put Fabinho back into yeah. midfield. It's, you know, it, it's the closest thing we've got to causation correlation in a, in a season. If we can say, if we can point to anything, that's the most, the most obvious thing I could say in this. So I get, but I get it. It, it. That takes some balls. The difference between going up against Southampton without Danny Ings, what Cavani, Greenwood, Rashford, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I, I, but but he might also look at it and go, you know, look again. Reese Williams went up against Harry Kane and Son at Anfield earlier on in the season and did a re, did a reasonable job in that. You know, he's, he's clearly got a, a game in his locker and just having that that slight greater understanding. It's a mad. It'd be a mad one if if Ben Davies just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> Like I would, I would have him I'd, come in on a zip wire, you know what I mean, or something, just to make it, just to mark the occasion. Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania style, whatever, it, whatever it takes, just to like, just like, don't announce the teams, just leave a question mark in that position. And who's it gonna be? Who, who's gonna be his tag team partner tonight? It's Michaels music. It's, 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 he might not. He might. It's Davies. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's Davies. He, yeah. might, he might not want to play. He might think we're gonna get fucking injured anyway. What's the yeah. point? Do, do, do any of you know his number? Oh, Squad seven, number. Three. 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 I haven't got a clue what his number is. I don't know what his shirt number is. No. No, no I've no idea. No. There you go. Anyone yeah. in the comments know that? Let us know. Might just get signed a random one. They probably don't even know his fucking name. Never mind his number. <laughs> <laughs> if this was Sunday League, you could get a ring in and just say it's Ben Davies and nobody would know. Go and find like a free agent. Ben! 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 Genuinely. Who used to play for Preston? Yeah. I- yeah, Ben's playing Ben Woodburn, no Ben Davies. Yeah, yeah, honestly, I think we'd be more likely to see Ben Woodburn playing dead centre half at this point. You know what's um, like how Nat Phillips is just like nailed on first choice Liverpool centre half now. Like that's yeah, a thing that's yeah, just nobody even talks about it. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, imagine in August saying end of the season when you're battling for like, in major games, first name on the team sheet's Nat Phillips. You're like what? How's that happening? Got to have Big Nat in. Got Big Nat has to start at Old Trafford. The the last last one that we did did, before the the original game was like, we need Nat Phillips to centre half. Like, if we don't win him, we need him to win games. And we do. Yeah, I mean, the thing that's going to be telling for them, and I wonder whether this will this will impact United's approach, is I think as much as you've got Cavani with his guile and all that thing, and that will cause us problems, you want pace. Up front in this game, you know, because we none of our none of our options are going to be particularly, Fast. you know, yeah, not going lightning quick in this regard. So yeah, the, I think it's one of them where you United will gear towards that certainly. Um, Singh is king with the um, super chat. Man United fan judging by his badge um, says, "What if the game gets postponed again?" Hashtag Glazers out. I mean that we were joking about this. Oh, sorry, actually, Eth uh, Sham in the comments said Ben Davies wore twenty eight when. When, when did he wear that? Um, maybe was it, in his was it in his announcement video? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, this is an interesting situation, isn't it? Stay. I, I can't imagine there'll be a lot of talk of like dummy decoy buses and all kinds of the United team. There's going to be all kinds of plans in place for this. There's no way this game's going to get going to get stopped again by the fans. But there's 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 no way they don't just give us the points if that happens again. Yeah, I mean, again, there's talk of protest again as we're recording this. They're playing Leicester. There's talk of protests around that game, and then yeah, it, it, who knows? Like, I, I wouldn't be as confident as you that it's just going to be played. Like, who knows? Like, I, I, if, if so, if too many people, like, even there's a perimeter at some point, there's, there's not a perimeter, and that's where like there's going to be people there. So, listen, mate, if they want, if the fans want it stopped, they'll stop it. it it's, it's hard not to really. Um, it could get really ugly. See, I, mean, I hope it doesn't. Like in terms of like protesting and stuff. Listen. 
I think, yeah, if it goes again, I can't imagine them trying to squeeze it in somewhere. Sky will be devastated because it's their, it's their cash cow game. But at some point, it's just, it would it, have to just take action against Man United if two games get called off. But uh, yeah, I'm with you. Is that I think, I think that we'll be, I, I, I think we're all aware that there's stuff getting planned, isn't it, around the protest and stuff, how they do it and how, how peaceful it is and where it, where it all comes into play. It, it is an important factor. I think. George, again, we're recording before the rest of the game, but the talk is, man, you played a really weakened under-23s game last night, so a lot of them are in their squad for tonight. So I think he is going at it as rest for Leicester, beat Liverpool, which I, under, I completely understand. If we were in that situation, I'd do the exact same. I'd rather Leicester get Champions League than Man United. So I can completely see why they're doing it. I think we, a lot will, will instruct, be instructed by tonight. Are there protests around the game tonight? And if there are, then I think Thursday could be a little bit like... I think there's a lot of nervous police officers and a lot of nervous officials looking ahead to that game. It's it, it's got, you know, it, it's a it's a powder keg at the minute. It just needs yeah. that one little spark, and it's, it it could be go, go off. The thing that never helped was that Avram Glazer when he tried to interview was it Sky Sports News that were following him around. He could like, well, well everything that he's done has not helped the situation. But in that situation, where he's got an opportunity to say something. He could have diffused the situation, and because he hasn't, my United fans aren't going to give. Well, up. they put another letter out after that, didn't they? Say yeah. you know another like we're going to engage, we're going to blah blah blah, and it's obviously not being accepted again. It's but, a, but that's what I'm talking about. The Liverpool stuff yeah. before and the speed of the process of that. My United fans are still like, well, two weeks, two weeks or a week ago, whatever it was, we got a game called off. They've nothing, had, nothing, nothing's changed. The Glazers have had 15 years of ignoring it and it'll and it peaks and it look it rises and falls but there's nothing they can do to force them out and, but but you're all, you are seeing this talk about like impacting sponsors and stuff that's that's man united's best fans best approach yeah. is to start to get sponsors to turn against the club when you hit them in the pockets that's and damage the share price that's when it's 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 a worth I think and also think Paul I don't think anything the Glazers could do now that would appease my United fans except leave. Yeah. Like I'd, I'd, yeah. Getting people on the board, having talks, getting, there's nothing they can do. They're at a point now where the fans will not accept anything until those fellas aren't there anymore. And it might never happen. And I think that's the key is that you talk about dialogue and stuff. I don't think we're, we would never have got to a point with, with Hicks and Gillette where we were like, oh, yeah, Sam, it's fine, come back in. Like, yeah. you had to, yeah. to go. And that's where United are with the Glazers. So I don't think, I, I, if, if, if Joel Glazer would have stopped, you know, come to his ponies' tail and said, listen, I'm really sorry, we're going to do this, this, and this. No one would have cared. They're they, they past the point. Of no, no, I agree. I it's, agree. Better, it's, it's better being ignored, though, isn't it? No, but also you yeah. say that, but there's lots and lots and lots of fans who follow football clubs who just like words and they do yeah. like to hear those things and they do like yeah. to just hear. Oh, we'll, and if you come out and gone, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna sort it out. We're gonna make Man United the best football club on the planet once again. You just go full Nigel Farage. You just say a load of nonsense, a lot positive nonsense. And there's a lot of people who would just buy into it. And that's not to, to question Man United fans. All fans of football. I've seen loads of people saying FSG needs to just buy Liverpool loads of players in the summer, and that'll fix the problems. It won't. You know, there's there's wider things that he's done, but that's the kind of things that you can do to appease. You could. You, I might even go as far as say the masses, because for a lot of people, football and their football clubs are. A pastime. They just want the team to have the biggest players and win football matches. They're not as bothered about like the being ingrained in it on a on, you know seven day a week thing. Um, just moving things forward, then Sam. Um, obviously, we can discuss this more when we're building up to the game at the weekend. But the final three games post Man United, and this is why it's so yeah. important. I think to get you know if we can get three points at Old Trafford, even against the against the odds. West Brom, Burnley, Palace. West Brom relegated now. Um, Burnley and Palace, nothing to play for left. The league is you know it's it's. It's done. I think everyone wants to just get off and go and have a holiday at this point. That their games at Liverpool should be worried about because they're the kind of teams that do cause us problems. But now, given the way that it's sort of fallen, we've got a bit of a renewed hope that they might just be like, ah, fucking whatever. Yeah, I think they take care of themselves. Those games, genuinely. I mean, I know we've made mistakes in the season, but I genuinely believe that when it gets, if we get to a position where we pretty much know that. You know, for instance, let's say Arsenal get a draw against Chelsea or beat Chelsea, which, you know, it's not completely out of this world with all the games of football Chelsea have had to play. You know, we could be in a situation next week where because they've got to play each other, it's, it's almost in our hands to, 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 to get fourth or to be in goal difference shout. And I think that if you get to that position with those three games of football, I would not be concerned at all. I think our lads would have enough motivation. Also, there's another factor that a lot of people have missed when discussing these games is that Burnley are going to have fans in the stadium. And I think that helps us as well. Because it brings normality and it brings like atmosphere and it brings ups and downs when, when you score and quiet in the fans and stuff like that. I think that's what football's missed and away teams as well as home teams have missed. So 
I actually think if it comes to it, that will help us as well as it will against Palace. So yeah. if, 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 if things, things remain as they are almost now, come, fr- come Friday, I'm, I'm confident we'll go into those three games and do what we need to do. Uh, I'm just a bit concerned about the integrity of the league for both us, Everton and West Ham after this week because both of those games against United could be affected by um, fans and by injuries. And I think the integrity of what the Premier League have done putting this game on here is at, is at risk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just lastly, then we had a, a super chat coming from Sly Ross One. Um, is this your? Yeah, <laughs> it's, you, it's you with a moustache. What a body, yeah. <laughs> um, Taylor, Taylor, Tierney, Coot, all involved in the game Thursday. Yeah, Anthony Taylor will be refereeing. David Coot uh, will be on the VAR. Okay, I mean, if Liverpool are going to get into the top four, a lot of this is a situation we've engineered ourselves by our own shitness at times. But this is going to be a gauntlet of a final fortnight. Um, and it starts with getting past the, the 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 king of all crap referees in Anthony Taylor, the king of all crap VAR officials in in David Coote, and of course United at Old Trafford. Yeah, they're all cunts, aren't they? Yes, there you go. <laughs> Couldn't have said it any better. There you go, Ross. Well, that'll do. I don't think we can really add to any analysis of that. Um, right, that is the podcast for this week. Uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us live and all your comments. You guys are absolutely amazing. Do check out the exclusive interview with James Pierce streaming right now on the RedmenTV.com as we start to look ahead to summer. We've got some amazing content lined up for you we've got a, an amazing documentary series which is going to be launching after the season which we're going to be doing some more on uh, publicly in the coming days uh, so keep your eyes and ears peeled on that one as well and yeah we'll be wrapping up the season in all the normal ways and beyond with some incredible exclusive interviews so get yeah, keep your eyes peeled on that all streaming on the redmentv.com uh, right yes gents thank you so much for that it's been an absolute pleasure um, in a way we would discover Chris Pajak would be the king of Takeshi's <laughs> castle one way or another uh, and Liverpool have got a chance to capture uh, a march on their rivals for top four on Thursday. Uh, yes, fingers crossed. We'll see it all soon. Ta-da. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.